Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. I think you're going to like today's episode. We've got rainbows, fairies, breakfast pastries that fall from the sky, exploding pants, and two hilarious special guests, Patty Harrison and Mitra Juhari. All that and more after this quick word for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! Pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Okay, okay, my turn. I spy, with my little eye, something of the color blue. Oh, 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 is it my handmade tie-dye t-shirt? No. Is it the blue on this mural we have of a banana skateboarding on a half pipe made out of blue pudding? No. Is it the blue neon sign hanging across from the mural that says, hey, turn around, you gotta check out that cool mural? It has nothing to do with the mural. Ooh, I know. Is it the water outside our ship because we're in the ocean? Yes! Okay, okay, my turn. I spy with my little eyes something um uh blue. Peter, is it the water again? Yes, it is. You got it. <sighs> okay, my turn. I spy with my little eye something of the color green. Okay, oh, what's oh, green? I know. Is it Eric's sneakers? Nope. Oh, these are supposed to be white. Guess I haven't cleaned them in a while. <laughs> green, green, green. What could it be? Oh, oh, 
Oh, I know. Is it that massive kelp forest the ship is heading directly towards? Yes. Nice work. Hold up. Massive kelp forest the ship is headed directly towards? Is everybody okay? I believe we just crashed into a massive kelp forest. Uh-oh. This is not good. Kelp forest can be extremely dense, which means once you're stuck in it, you're gonna have a real hard time getting out. Oh no, what do we do? I'd have to take a look from the outside of the ship to know exactly how bad it is. Oh no, it's hopeless. We can't leave the ship in just our normal scuba suits. We're too deep in the water for that. The pressure's too strong. It'll smush us. We'll get smushed. We'll be smushed. <gasps> Gasp. No, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry, everyone. I made us all special underwater suits that'll prevent the water from smushing us. I've been saving them until we really needed them because... Uh, okay, they're just really heavy. Super cool. Yeah, so just put them on and let's go see what we're dealing with. Oh, okay. I call the red one. This is a bird. This is a bird. This is a bird. I my finger again. All right, let's go. All right, we just have to go into this vacuum sealed chamber and then out to sea. Ready? Ready. Follow me. This is amazing. I can't believe we're not getting smushed. I don't feel smushed at all. Yeah, no smush in here. 2% smush. Okay, here we go. I can see this situation clearly from here, and I can confirm that we are absolutely stuck. Hey, I think something's coming towards us. Look, through the kelp. I think it's two somethings, two fish. Are they laughing at us? I forgot to mention, these helmets also translate fish into English. I wonder what these two have to say. Yes, you are stuck in our hearty kelp forest, just like all the other deep sea tourists. We are the keepers of the kelp here, you see. To get out, you'll have to answer these riddles three. The first is... What? No, no, are you joking? We've only got two riddles prepared. Don't set up the expectation that we've got three. Okay, well, they didn't need to know that. We could have come up with something on the spot. Come up with a riddle on the spot? Uh, yeah? Do you remember what happened the last time we tried improvising? It wouldn't have been so bad if you'd have just yes anded me. You said we were both dentists. In the scene. We were dentists in the scene. Oh, gosh. It's worse than I thought. If we want to get out of this kelp forest, we've got to get through. Go. The bickering riddlefish. swim over here. Okay, listeners, this first story is an origin story about one of the most beautiful things that the natural world has to offer, rainbows. Here's the author to introduce it. 
Hi, my name is Franny. I'm six years old and I'm from New York City. And this is my story, The Fairy Without Wings.
so that your fairies they finally got their wings got their wings oh. and the water fairy's hair turned from blue to pink hey let's fly and off from the ground they shot into the sky myself just heard stories from my nana but essentially it's nearly impossible to get anything back from the forest they protect because the riddles are so hard no because they can't ever stop arguing long enough to get the riddle out in the first place oh no it's okay everyone i'll just use my award-winning manners and ask them to unstick our ship wait peter pardon me esteemed fishies who riddle yeah yes hello i'm peter one of the passengers on that ship over there. I was just wondering if maybe we could get our ship back, please. <laughs> I don't think a riddle will be necessary today. <laughs> Peter, is it? Uh-huh. I'm Fiddle, and I'm Tibble. We're the Riddlefish pair. Retrieving your ship without a riddle isn't fair. Many before you have tried and failed. But it's up to you whether you can prevail. <laughs> that was a good try, Peter. My manners have never steered me wrong before. This is a lot to process. But process you will, this tricky two-parter. That's right, a riddle in two parts is to be your starter. Uh, Dibble, that's exactly what I just said. Well, I couldn't tell. You mixed around your words and it made me confused. I was just trying out a bit of wordplay with the beardy one over here. Beardy? Biddle, when we have an actual audience, we can't just be following our impulses, okay? Uh, really? Because I just finished the book Improv for Riddlefish, and guess what it says on page one? Follow your impulses. See what I mean? We're never going to get to hear the riddle we have to solve in order to get the shit back. Not if I can help it. Tibble! Biddle! What? Please, I politely demand that you tell us your riddle. Oh, wow. Oh, well, we're trying, aren't we? What, you think we're just, like, here to hang out? Like, this is what we do for fun? Please! We're getting to the riddle. Calm your socks. My socks are calm, I think. All right, fine. First riddle. I am two small boats that sail not in water, but on land. Biddle, you need a bit of a warm-up before you just hop straight into it, like an appetizer. Can you trust? The riddle doesn't need an appetizer. Okay, maybe you both could just- That's like trying to give someone a cupcake and saying, oh, no, but you gotta eat dinner first. Please, just- You do! Everyone says that! 
None of us can get a word in. This is a bigger disaster than when I tried to produce a site-specific performance piece in the middle of a paintball arena. Do we think maybe there's like another Riddlefish that we could talk to? Hey, we heard that, and you're hurting our feelings. And no, we're the only ones on this side of the Eastern Current. Unless you count Griselda and Maurice, which, honey, I don't. Wait, did you hear Griselda literally couldn't remember a riddle the other day? What? No. <laughs> remember when Maurice brought kelp to our potluck? Like, really? You're gonna bring something from work to my house? Okay, well, Tittle, Biddle, we really need our ship back. So maybe how about we try focusing our energy a bit? Or maybe I could do the riddle for you. You know, I actually have an MFA in riddling, so... Or I could build a machine that makes and solves riddles. And... Have you tried just taking some deep breaths? I know, maybe soup. Bro! Oh, 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 you know what you do? We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here! Thank you! Delicious sushi! Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here! Thank you! What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, uh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here! Thank you! Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot it's of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi. <sighs> wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. 
It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, IF celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See IF in theaters May 17th. Hey, listen to me. Friends, we can't let this bickering get to us. Right now, their bickering is distracting them from us. But your riddling lacks a certain je ne sais quoi, and I'm not the first to say it. Coming from you? That's rich. Yeah, let's use that to our advantage and come up with a plan for how to get out of here. Exactly. I just don't see any other way out. There's just so much kelp. It would dull any kind of cutting machinery we have or can even think to create. But could it dull my chompers? Peter, I ask this with the utmost respect. What? My teeth! I've eaten all kinds of things a human person should never eat, and these pearly whites have never failed me. Well, yeah, I guess in theory you could chew the ship out of the kelp forest. Oh, Eric, I'll do more than chew. I'll eat it too. Peter, you Peter, don't have to okay, ask Peter. Okay, Peter, you to escape the kelp forest themselves before. Well, no one quite has the ability to <laughs> snack like I do. Whoa. Whoa. But you know what? This has made me realize something. What's that, Peter? I know I'm good at eating. Yeah, very good, actually. Even, so From bad. Seen it, you. Very yeah. good. Yes. Right, I know all that. But I'm tired of being the snack guy. <gasps> Gasp. It feels like that's the only thing about me that people pay attention to. It's always, Peter, you can't put that in your mouth, or Peter, take that out of your mouth, or Peter, keep your food inside your mouth, but no more! I don't want to be defined by what I eat any longer. I want to be defined by what my brain eats. Do you mean your thoughts? Yes. Yes, in fact, I do. That was... Beautiful. Yeah, that really resonated with me. Not so much the eating part. Sure, sure, of course. But you do have more to you than just your mouth and your stomach. Exactly. Just like we have more to us than just our riddles. Ex oh, you do? Yes. I love painting mini ceramic models of old automobiles. And I love math. All right, a little braggy. I'm not bragging. Ooh. I'm just stating my interest. Wait, no. I, I don't want to bicker with you. I think, in all honesty, the riddles just really stress me out. And because I'm so stressed, I take it out on you. Ugh, me too. I feel the exact same way. Right? It's exhausting thinking of ways to rhyme every single sentence. I'm just not good at it. It does not come naturally. 
naturally. Is anyone really even good at writing a riddle? Well, according to my MFA, I... No, 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 Right, they're making amends. Not the time. Got it. Well, hey, thank you for giving us the gift of free self-expression. We'll give you the answer to the riddle we were starting to say earlier. The answer is... Shoes. All right, bye bye now. We're off to pursue our passions. Bye. Wow, I never would have guessed that that's how today would go. Well, let's head back to the ship and get these anti-water smusher suits off. What anti-water smusher suits? Rollo. Oh no, Rollo, you got smushed. You're flat as a pancake. Didn't you see the anti-smush suit on the ship I made for you? Yes, but it gave me a wedgie. All right, well, let's go unsmush you then. Hey, while they do that, should we do another story? Yeah! yeah. All right, listeners, have you ever used your imagination to make up your own game? You know, with like made up rules and equipment and ways to compete? If so, you're gonna like this next story. Here's the author to introduce it. Hello, my name is Grayson. I am 10 years old and I live in British Columbia, Canada. And this is my story, The Competition Competition. Hello, and welcome back to everyone's favorite intergalactic TV show, The Competition Competition. I'm the announcer. My name is Announcer, and I'm here to announce the game. Here's how it works. Four contestants come from four random planets. They come up with great ideas for competitions, and then a panel of judges work together to choose the best competition idea that becomes a competition on Earth. You said it. Today, our four contestants are Bloop from the planet Bloop. It's my great honor to represent the peoples of Bloop. Bloop. Great. And our next contestant hails all the way from the planet Blop. Please welcome Blop. All shall bow before the mic of Blop. <laughs> celebrate, celebrate. Blop. <laughs> All right. And up next is Gop from Gop. Thank you, announcer. Never underestimate a Gop. <laughs> Whoa, settle down, Gops. <laughs> and our final contestant is Bob from Earth. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm not totally sure how I got here, but it's an honor, I think. Mom? Woo! That's my Bobby up there. <laughs> Great to have you, Bob. Now, each of our contestants were told that they have half an hour to come up with their competition masterpieces. Oh, good. I'm definitely going to need that half hour. <laughs> I don't even know where I am. However, that's been shortened to the length of an ad break. Oh, gosh. I, I really wish I knew what was happening. I really don't know what's happening. <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. How many times has this happened to you? One ticket to the movie, please. Sure thing. Here you go. Gee whiz. Thanks. Uh-oh. Looks like your pants exploded. Or how about this? Here I am at the park enjoying some fresh air. Ah. <sighs> 
my pants exploded. Are you tired of your pants exploding? Yes! Then you should try Nelson's non-exploding pants. They're pants that don't explode. Caution, these pants may explode. And welcome back. Each one of our alien and human friends have come up with their competition ideas. First, let's hear what Bloop came up with. Bloop? <laughs> um, well, uh, I didn't have much time, so um, my competition idea is called The 27. Sounds interesting. Let's take a look at The 27. Four people. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Four different ages. I'm old. I'm a baby. I'm a teen. Middle-aged, I guess. All pretending to be 27. I'm 27. I'm hello, fellow Definitely 27. And now they all have to search for a job. Oh, hello. Are you here to interview for the job? Yes, yeah. yes I'm 27. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. The position has been filled. Oh, Typical. It's the 27. So, um... That's my idea. <laughs> well, all right. Up next is Blop. I think you shall find my competition idea to be far superior. Well, we'll let the judges be the judge of that. Here's Blop's competition called The Jacket. Five ordinary people. Hi, hello. It's me. Hi there. Oh, me? Pretend to be jackets. Did she I'm say jackets? Sorry, Pretend what? to be a jacket? And try to advertise themselves to get sold. What, what? is happening? Advertise ourselves as jackets? Huh. I could really use a new jacket. <gasps> And they're going to discover that it's tough being a jacket. Uh, you know what? I think I'm good. Uh, coming this fall, it's the jacket. Thank you, Blop. Wow. Up next is Gop. Thank you. My show is called International Bunny Competition. First slide, please. In my show, everyone comes and cuddles with bunnies. Aww. While breakfast pastries drop on them. Huh? The person who eats the most breakfast pastries gets to keep all the bunnies. Huh. That is all. Thank you. Wow, that was something. Thank you, God. And finally, last but not least, unless he is, of course, it's Bob from Earth. Mom, how did you even get here? I'm not sure. <laughs> Woo, Bobby! <laughs> okay, well, my idea is, uh, <laughs> pumpkin competition. Uh, it's where you eat pumpkins because I like pumpkins. Well, okay. Now it's time for the judges to deliberate. We told them that they have a half hour to make their choice. Very good. We will definitely need that half hour. But instead, we'll see them after this ad break. Wait, what? 
Have you or a loved one been the victim of a singed hiney, a burned bum bum, or a tin stuckus due to an involuntary pants explosion? Yes, I have. I bought some pants that claim to be not exploding, but then I put them on, and guess what happened? Let me guess. I was letting you guys. They exploded? Yes, that's right. Then you and your seared seat may be entitled to a cash settlement. Who doesn't love cash? If you've been the victim of a Nelson's non-exploding pants pants explosion, call Nelson and Nelson today. I'm calling now. Caution, if you call us, your pants may explode. What? And welcome back from the break. The judges have deliberated and are ready to make some decisions. Judges? Thank you, announcer. The judges have decided that the international bunny competition... Yes? ...was terrible. Gop, gop. The jacket competition was... Yes? ...silly. Blop, sad. The job search competition was... Perfect. Just wrong. Oh. Which means the winner is Bob from Earth and his pumpkin competition! What? But why? Because, Bob, the judges also like pumpkins. Oh. Is there anything you'd like to say to the crowd? Uh, sure. Uh, hi. I'm Bob. I don't know how I got here. But thank you. I'm happy you like pumpkins. And also, um, I'd like to... What? My pants exploded! <laughs> they always do. Thanks for joining us. I've been your announcer, announcer. Join us next millennium for the competition competition. <laughs> Good night. Oops, there go my pants. The end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hello. Hi, Grayson. It's Lee from Story Pirates. Hi. So you wrote the competition competition. Correct. How did you come up with all these hilarious competitions? Well, you can ask me the origin of the competitions one by one if you, if you want. I would love to ask you the origin of them one by one. Let's start with the first one where four people pretend to be 27 and search for a job. The inspiration from that was actually from a story pirate story. Oh. Remember the floor juice one where the main character, character was offering floor juice to a young kid and said, little lady? Oh, yeah. And she had to run off and go get a job. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I came up with that one. So the next one, I want to know, how did you come up with the jacket competition? Well, for that one, I was thinking jackets and sales and then i thought what if the people instead of making their own jackets and advertising them pretended to be jackets themselves and that's <laughs> how that story came to be and what about international bunny competition well my family has two bunnies and also i love donuts so i thought what if i made it plain donuts on bunnies <laughs> And that's basically the origin. So what about the pumpkin competition? How did you come up with that one? Honestly, I was just I was craving pumpkin pie. <laughs> did you get it? No. Oh, my gosh. Grayson, it sounds to me like you are like an idea factory. Like you're you're always coming up with ideas and jokes and like funny things to say. Am I right about that? Yeah, I would say you are like... 
how does that manifest most of the time for you? Are you writing stories? Are you telling jokes? Are you making other people laugh? This is something I am quite proud of. I like to make comic books. I've made one superhero that I've done the most. His name is Captain Crystal and his child, and they turned into Captain Crystal and Crystal the Kid. Kind of like superhero adventures. You know, the good old taking down supervillains thing? Oh, yeah. I'm familiar. And tell me about how you make your comics. So I think a lot of kids, when they draw comics, they're like, what do I do first? Do I come up with the words and the story, or do I do the art and the drawing first? What's your process? I write, like, what I think the character should say on a blank piece of paper. And then that gives me kind of a foundation to draw the characters themselves. That's really good advice, I think. Creating a foundation is important. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you're like, okay, so this and this and this, and ah, it's just confusing. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like in some ways it's more fun to come up with a supervillain than it is to come up with a superhero? Totally. I've came up with like 50 supervillains for, <laughs> for Captain Crystal. And I'm not even done on the fourth book yet. One of them that I came up with is the Zappa, a giant fly holding a fly swatter. It's like, like sometimes pops in and randomly tries to zap Captain Crystal. Not aware that, well, he's a crystal. The other <laughs> diamond, almost impossible to break. <laughs> then Captain Crystal's like, hey, bro, why you do that? Well, I need to see this comic when you finish it. I will try my best. Okay. Grayson, I am truly inspired by your comedic chops and your creativity. Thank you for talking to me today. It was fun to talk to you. Thanks, Grayson. You are welcome. Bye-bye. Goodbye. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And a big thanks to today's authors, Franny and Grayson. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, write us a story about a weird character who is interviewing for a very important job. And during their job interview, they keep saying and doing weird things. Make sure you tell us what your characters like, what kind of job they're interviewing for, and most importantly, do they get the job? Why or why not? As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next week. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, Mike Cavallon, Chad Chennai, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jonathan Roberts, Jasmine Romero, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord, arranged by Brendan O'Grady and Jack Mitchell, produced by Brendan O'Grady, and featuring the beatboxing of Kayla Milady. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Staff writers are Mike Cabalon and Mahala Lawrence. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guests, Patty Harrison and Mitra Zuhari. 
This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Andrew Barbado, Marion Brock, Maydell Clarice, Alex Golden, Melissa Gordon, Cassidy Layton, Vanessa Magula, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Alex Nader, Emily Olcott, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Justin Phillips, Peter Russo, Austin Sanders, Jamie Watson, Nimini Ware, Marion Yasufu, and Matt Zimbrano. The Fairy Without Wings was written by Eric Gerson and produced by Brendan O'Grady and Eric Gerson with vocal arrangements and direction by Jack Mitchell. Huh, I wonder who that could be. Cool, it's the exploding pants I ordered. I cannot wait to try these on. I'll just open the package and try on the first pair. Pants aren't exploding. These pants are a cat. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna have to send these back. Okay, just just sit over there, cat. Okay, I'll just I'll just try on this next pair. Okay, here we go. Trying it on. One leg in one side, the other leg in the other side. No, these aren't exploding pants either. It's ten cats. What do they think they are trying to sell me ten cats instead of exploding pants? Go, go get out of here. Go do something over there, cats. Okay, one more pair. These better explode. I'll just try them on. And, no, no, uh, these pants are a cat marching band. Whoa, actually, actually this is really impressive. Huh, you know, if you've never seen a cat playing a sousaphone, you're missing out. 